On today's episode, we have a return appearance by Andrew Belter. He is the clinic director and qualified tax expert for the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic at the Legal Aid Society of Milwaukee. We had an informal conversation about doing tax cases and working with the IRS during these coronavirus times. And again, I apologize for any issues with the sound recording, but I thought it was a good conversation to share. Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. Well, hello. I'm, I'm joined by Andrew Belter, and he has been on the podcast before, but um, I wanted to touch base with you and, and see how things are going. So I know that you are a, a relatively new clinic director. So, so how are things going in, in your transition as continuing work as a, a clinic director? It was going smoothly and starting to understand some of the more detailed parts of the job. And then coronavirus thing happened, which has thrown a big wrench in everything, and everything has changed now, but as far as grant reporting, that was, that was my second go-around for that, so I understood that better. I knew what to expect for the year, what numbers, goals I needed to do. But like I said, now yeah, I. you were saying that you had the grant report done early, and for me, I mean, usually I'm working on it early, but it seemed to just really the last week that I, I was putting a lot of work into it, and it, it just seemed to be, for some reason, more difficult than than before just to, to gather the information and, and put it in. But, I mean, it sounded like for you, it you know, maybe it wasn't as bad, or, or what, what do you think this go-around with, with the grant report? I, I love numbers. I love stats. It's, it's one thing that I enjoy, seeing how much money I save clients or how much money I yeah, refund it to clients. So I, I keep a running tally of that throughout the year. My coworkers actually joke because they know I always have a spreadsheet my statistics, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but it makes it easier at that Yeah, one one of the other attorneys in my organization was saying that she thinks the low income taxpayer clinic helps clients most financially in our in our legal services organization. That that it it has the most impact in in that angle. So I mean, I always you know enjoy getting the final numbers of like, you know, this is how much they saved in refunds and how much they saved in, in their liability and then sharing it with the, with the other attorneys and being like, Hey, look, look at how much impact my program had. So it is fun. Some of the numbers are just so high. Yeah. There, there's a, uh, one client, he has cancer, but he has quite a large, liability that that I'm hoping to 
get an offer and compromise approved. But I mean, for now, we're we're getting hung up on whether one of his tax returns got got processed, and and I think it's it's been accepted, but we're waiting on it to to actually be processed. So that that may just delay everything for his offer. So that's that's. that's Yeah, that, that was a thing that I was um, actually talking to a, a reporter about collection due process and what one of the issues is. And, and to me, it's going to be that there are going to be so many extra delays because of the coronavirus that, you know, the, the IRS workload was backed up before, but I just cannot imagine how, how much worse it's going to be after this is all over. Uh, I mean, I was hearing that it took a year for the the government shutdown for things to be fully processed after that. So I can't imagine how much worse things will be now. Yeah, I hope they aren't even opening mail. Yeah, that that's my assumption too. So we'll we'll see. I mean, like like the Kansas City campus, they they were reporting locally that. I think it would be a two-week shutdown, but then after that, they were talking about like all campuses being closed. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> and I find that very frustrating because clients will ask the question, and most of the time, my answer is I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the best option is right now because there are no options. Call the IRS, mail them. Yeah, it's like the government shut down, but not a hundred percent. So it's it's frustrating because we we don't know for sure what's active and what isn't. I'm I'm just kind of assuming everything isn't active, and you know if, if something works, great. Yeah, and then the other thing I get a lot of questions about are the economic stimulus payments, of course. And those things online don't work the best either. So even those, I, I tell them, like, go here, bring your information in. But I need more. It might not work. So they're coming back with no information. I don't take that. They, this is a slight pause. They're like, okay, I, I, I guess I'll do that. But again, it just comes down to telling them, I don't know what's going on. Like, here's the yeah, I, I, th I think that's best basic advice. I mean, like, I felt like I had a pretty good handle on, on who qualified for the payments. And then I go and read the listserv and they they talk about all of these other angles and, and arguments. And I think I wind up leaving confused after after reading the listserv. So it, I don't know, I'm... I kind of get leery to to give advice because it's like, well, here's here's a yes, but here's a maybe, and here's an I don't know. <laughs> and then some people are bringing up the fact when when people have to do that, they accidentally 
Yeah, that's, that's definitely a question of, is the IRS treating these as some form of tax return, or is it just some kind of information that, that they're using only for the payments? It's, it's pretty vague. And I feel bad because it's not working for me to put my direct deposit information in. It's coming back that uh, we don't have information on you. So if I can't even use it, I feel silly trying to yeah. So I was wanting to touch base. What are some of the ways your organization or, or things are working differently for you with for working remotely and, and just in general about the coronavirus? What what's some of the, the things you've had to adjust to? So it looks like you're working from home. What's it been like working remotely in, in that sense? Frustrating. <laughs> I, we don't have call forwarding. That is something that is a little bit difficult. Is our voice must be sent It's a little distracting as to 
Yeah, it's it's really a weird situation for me that I and mean, so I'm I'm working from home, but my my wife, her job they consider that essential that, that they're more manufacturing and she does quality control there. So she's going to work during the day and, and I'm at home with the cats and but that it helps to to keep us on a rhythm at least like we have a regular schedule so i i feel like in that sense i can keep to work and i don't know can kind of keep disciplined in, in that sense but it's it's been an adjustment to to kind of get used to the whole process and we can't even send our attorneys in to the IRS. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of collecting them right now and I mean one one question I have is like under normal circumstances they they can be too old to where where they won't process the power of attorneys. Like are they going to, you know, keep that in mind when, when we start faxing them in that like, you know, oh these were signed during the, the coronavirus shutdown, you know, they're they're still processable or are they going to be saying like, you know, now it has to be under, you know, within these certain dates? Yeah, I haven't even been collecting in 24 days for that reason because I don't want to have all these 24 days they all get rejected. Yeah, it was, it was a little frustrating that I normally get a, another signature from, from a different attorney and we fax them in and when he had them signed and we were faxing them in, that that was the first day of the, I think it was the Ogden calf unit, the first day they were shut down. That that was when we were trying to fax all those in. You know, I, I have a pile of them from that day and then, you know, keep adding to that pile, but who knows? And I'm having trouble closing cases because everything is delayed too and things I thought would processed by now or posted they aren't and so that is going to be interesting to see when I can officially close cases and I don't even want to close cases during this time because I don't know what ramifications all the this all is going to have my clients and I'd rather keep a case open and check in with them once everything is done to make sure Stimulus payments were received. Right on so everything is kind of just building up. Yeah, there, there's a lot up in the air right now. It's it's frustrating in that sense, but I'm I don't know. Trying to be productive in, in other ways, if if I can. You there seems to be quite a bit of, of webinars and CLEs. So so you're saying you were taking advantage of that is. How's that going for you? I think I have like 25 CLE credits from this nice. time. I have to listen to one more introduction about what the coronavirus is. I will, I don't know, I will lose my mind. Because yeah. everyone is pretty much coronavirus themed. And they all have an introduction about what is the coronavirus and why and how we got to where we are. One good thing was effectively representing the client for the IRS that at it was, I'm not even And that's a 
Yeah, I mean, I the grant report took up quite a bit of my time last week, but beyond that, like two weeks ago, I was trying to work on on some different writing projects, and I don't know, just just some different things I I had on the back burner that that I was just like, well, you know, I've got some time now, but it just it just seems like so many things keep popping up that that I'm just juggling whatever comes my way that even though I don't have a lot going on with clients, I'm, I'm still have projects that, that keep coming up. Yes, and different and CLE webinars, the IRS commissioner one should look at emails about that. Yeah. That's important I think to attend that you know what is going on. Most of the come up a week before yeah, some of them even like days before it seems like so. So I just okay, I, I keep my calendar open and see see what pops up. Yes. As far as writing stuff, is it because I thought about right writing some things too, but they were not coronavirus related. So I thought, well, I don't know if I should start writing this now because everything is focused on coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, I, I have been that, like for procedurally taxing, that it does seem like like pretty much every day they have something related to the, the coronavirus, but, you know, they're, they're also going to be off days or or something where they're focused on, on other systemic issues. And so it's, I mean, that, that's a good route to go that, I mean, if, if they find something that's well-written and impacts a, a broad group when it comes to taxes that, that they often will give it a look. So I, I would encourage you there. I, I should, I should, I should. Not making excuses and just start writing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much um, some of the things I wanted to talk about. Was, was there anything that you've wanted to highlight about your clinic or are you under a stay-at-home order right now? Kind of. We are, attorneys are essential services in Wisconsin, but our organization decided that everyone should stay home, even though we can't come to work, which I think is smart, because we all have to keep the work from home. I made a trip or two into the office to either see if anything was fast, check the mail, but yeah, virus is a man, so pretty much Yeah, with us, we were gearing up to work remotely, and that was right before we had a statewide stay-at-home order. So, yeah, I mean, that that legal services are, are considered essential within Kansas, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to continue working remotely even if there is no stay-at-home order in place or, or what the exact plan is. But yeah, I I maybe average like a, a once a week trip into my office just to just to see if there's anything going on or, or what. But like like with the grant report, 
there wound up being different things that I would want to reference and I'd be like, oh, that's that's at the office still. So I would have to make a trip in for that. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Or, or check in a client file, things like that. It comes up. But other than that, it's just working remotely and Well, fair enough. So so thank you for, for joining me today, Andrew. It, it was a, a pleasure to talk with you. So I, I look forward to um, hosting you once again on, on the podcast. I'm very thankful that you interviewed me and be interesting enough to have on the podcast. <laughs> oh, for sure, Director Belter. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.